Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you pray to the angels, whether you feel praying to your guardian angel, your birth angel, and the big archangels who are super powerful, you call upon them and they will always be there. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. My name is Gina Cavalier, and I'm the host of the Liberated Healer podcast coming to you from Montana, which I just moved from Los Angeles. So I made it. And um, I just we have a great guest today. And I also want to introduce you to Linnea Hodson. Hi, everybody. Good to be here. So um, we have a very special guest today on our very first um, audio and video podcast that we've ever done. So thank you for joining us today, Marie-Ange Fergolas. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Very, uh, glad to be the first guest on this uh, video show. <laughs> yes, and we needed all your angels to make it happen. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marie Allen, um, so just a little story. I was in a bookstore about 2009, and I came upon this book, which is The Bible of Angels. And I loved it because it was autographed and I, I didn't know who she was or anything, but I just was saying to myself, I need a Bible of angels. I mean, you know what I mean? Who doesn't need that? And wow, um, just is it has never left my bedside. Never, never, never. And it, I, it just has this great energy about it. And sometimes it's just flip through it to find just some kind of inspiration and Marianne is an award-winning French author, speaker, and screenwriter, and she's written many novels, and this is uh, the, the Bible of Angels, but she also has a new book out. Um, Marianne, can you tell us a little bit about this version of, of your book? Yes, I can show it to you. So this is the cover. Uh, you find it uh, uh, at Penguin or on Amazon. And this is the new version that it's a really the full version. So you have a lot, a lot of, of information in it. And you said something, Gina, that's very interesting. You said, oh, there's a good energy about the book. And I have to tell our audience and, and you that I wrote this book. I was when I was writing it, I was channeling a lot of meditations, mm. rituals and everything that comes from this book is pretty much channeled except the documentation part. But all the rest, which uh, deals with angels directly, it's channeled. And I had so many experiences related to this book and people telling me, wow, we put it on our nightstand. And since we did, we felt angels around. And um, I'm coaching somebody right now, a very nice person. And she got the book. She put it on her nightstand. Mm -hmm. And since then, she felt angels' presence all around her. 
And I said, that makes total sense because it's a very, very connected book. And really I was channeling all the time for all the rituals. And I can tell you a little anecdote about one of the rituals. Uh, yeah. It is a healing ritual that I performed with uh, one of my sons. And it was to help my daughter-in-law's mother who unfortunately passed. But at that time she had uh, cancer and she had a horrible pain in her shoulder. So we wanted to alleviate her pain with my son and we did this ritual. And when we did it, we did not realize that because I channeled, there was stuff that I did not know. I was learning throughout my own <laughs> ritual, which was incredible. And we performed it and for three days, she had total relief of her shoulder. Unfortunately, it didn't last longer, but it was, you know, a short ritual and the impact of this ritual for three days in a row which she didn't in which she didn't have pain at all that was incredible so this uh, book is very powerful i don't want to take the credit i want to give the credit to the angels <laughs> oh that's so, beautiful um, do you channel one angel that's giving you all the information or is it a different angels as you're on that subject of that angel, do they come through and explain themselves and what they want or how does that work with you? Uh, it works like a, a automatic writing. So I don't know whom I'm connected with. Uh, I think, you know, the angels are around. So probably when it's an angel, when I was writing the book connecting to Gabriel, probably Gabriel was there. And then when it was guardian angels, they were all over. Uh, I think, you know, who needed to be there was there at the right time. That was absolutely amazing. Do you think that you have been an angel in a past life or if you believe in past lives or whatever, but do you, how, why do you think your angel, your connection with the angels was formative especially at the uh, i heard at the age of four it was the first time you saw your first angel in that experience so i'm just kind of curious about um what you kind of feel at this later stage you know that you've been doing it a long time you know what why were you either chosen or was this a gift or you know those type type of things that's a very good question. Uh, I'll just start with the beginning of the question. Was I an angel? The answer is absolutely not. <laughs> Angels are not human, except two who became uh, Enoch and um, uh, oh, the, um, the other one just sort of forgot anyway, but two of them uh, became angels uh, because they were humans, but they were chosen by God. It's there in the Bible to become angels. So the, the thing I want to tell everybody is that angels are never humans. They are spiritual entities, uh, energies, whatever you call them. But besides these two examples that come from the Bible, none of the angels are human. They are all energy. And I, I believe in uh, past lives. Um, absolutely. I think uh, we have to learn throughout, you know, our life experiences. And I think angels are really with us to inspire us to grow, which gives a meaning to life. Because life, when you start and die, you say, what do I have to do in between? <laughs> it's, uh, you don't know, you know, it's like a hot potato. What am I doing with this life? So I think angels guide us. And when I started uh, feeling an angel presence when I was four, the reason why is because I had an absolutely terrible mother, abusive mother, who uh, was very cruel with me sometimes. 
really terrible. And I think this, probably I chose it to learn something from this life because she's been very, very harsh and abusive for so many years. And then when she got very old, I was calling her every day and I was still there for three and a half years. I was next to her every single day. So I've learned forgiveness. I've learned a lot throughout this, this life. And angels were really backing me up, I would say. It's an amazing support. And I think this is the reason why they were very early on uh, in my environment. Mm -hmm. Do you think that people can have angel energy, though, when they incarnate in this life? Because I think through some experiences that Gina has had, especially, and myself, too, you know, people will have angel energy or Gina has seen people with wings when we're doing readings and stuff like that. So what would you say about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely. That's a real, a real thing. It's tangible. Okay. So we get infused with this energy because we are mm. not angels, but we, we receive it. And okay. I'll tell you an example of something that's in the story that's really incredible that happened. My son was at that time my baby because I have five children. That was the smallest one. Mm -hmm. So he was two and a half. And we were in a house in uh, the south of France, a vacation house. It was summertime. My uh, son was napping in his room. So the window was open. It was, you know, nice day, mild breeze, very cool summertime. So he was napping in his crib and I just uh, didn't lock the door, just uh, le left it uh, ajar. And I was having tea with my mother in the living room. And at that time, uh, all of a sudden, after one hour, I didn't hear anything in the room. And I started worrying because he at that time was two and a half. So that kind of at this age, they make more noises than a newborn. So I was kind of worried. So I went to the room. I opened the door. No baby in the room no baby he, he was gone gone <gasps> oh my so gosh imagine, <laughs> imagine what you feel you open the door the baby's gone <laughs> my mother was not a very kind person she herself started freaking out and we were in panic so i have to describe just the house was uh, on the ground floor and there was a gravel path leading to the door and there were French windows in the living room where you could see if somebody came. But we didn't see anybody, of course, and no sound of somebody walking on the, on the gravel. So it was total mystery and the panic because not far away, like just, you, you know, after this gravel path, you arrived on a road and down the road there was a little pond and further down there was the railroad tracks so plus the cars on the road so that was three major dangers and i was i don't know beside myself i have no way to describe how i felt oh my gosh and of course. i was looking everywhere where is he in the garden in the backyard where where is he where is he where where is he nowhere to be found so a few minutes pass and i'm back in the living room and i you know flop on the couch and i I'm just desperate, crying, not knowing what to do, where to go. So I said, I'm going to take the car and look for him. And then somebody rang at the door. But like I said, <laughs> there's a gravel path. Or if you walk on the lawn, you see everybody from the living room. So out of the blue, someone rang at the door. I opened the door 
and there was in front of me this big, big man in a flannel shirt with the summer, which is kind of weird. And he was carrying my son who was barefoot and, you know, with the diapers and a t-shirt. And I said, oh my God. And the guy didn't say anything. He handed me my son. And I said, thank you so much. What can I do? Come in and have tea or how can I thank you? And he just turned and left. And wow. he didn't make a sound on the gravel path. Mm, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's starting to give me chills. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Absolutely true. Oh, my goodness. True. And I have a, so obviously that's what an angel, absolutely an angel who took possession, possession in, a, you know, I be, I'm very careful using this word, you know yeah. why, but I just kind of, he took uh, the, the, the body of, a person in because it was in a you know in a country area so he took the body of a big guy and he grabbed the child and brought him to me and this is why he didn't speak but the story doesn't end here the most amazing thing is that my son is a very intellectual and grounded guy he's now 30 and he is dad of a beautiful little girl but at that time when he was 16 very grounded, very rational, always telling me, mom and your angels, mom, it's the miracle of the day, mom, your angels. And one day he was very serious and he said, mom, I disappeared and I was brought back by an angel when I was 16. And I never told him. So that was absolutely incredible. And uh, his brother was there at that time and he said, wow, you remember? He said, I don't remember. I feel it. Yes. Oh, wow. That's what he said. That was the most interesting <laughs> thing because memory is tricky, but a feeling yeah. is not, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was an amazing story showing, you know, that, uh, of course, to answer your question, Dina, and, and what you felt, yes, angels take over people for a mission to help them do something. Yes, they have this power. Absolutely. And then you mentioned before that everybody comes in, every soul comes in guided by with a guardian angel that's just theirs, mm -hmm. and also a, um, a, a, a so a birth angel and a guardian angel, correct? That is only theirs. So yes, exactly. Two. Yes. So we have one that's related to our date of birth. Uh, pretty much there's a, a window frame of three days in which if you were born uh i don't know between uh i say my date of birth august 7 and until the 10 or if you start the 6th or to the 8th it depends on the you know i wrote it in my book you have the dates um, and then you you have the, the angel that's assigned to work with people uh during this date uh, we're born we were born during this date and we also have a guardian angel that's our private personal angel so that's a, a good one <laughs> well i just uh you said august 7th and that's the same day my brother my brother who's passed away was born on so. oh my god oh Aww. my god i have chills wow <laughs> i'm like wow oh he, died at, he died at 29 so oh my god he said his exact date i'm like oh okay <laughs> well, <laughs> That that's that's very interesting because uh you know you're uh, 
I just some sometimes I don't say things randomly, so I'm not surprised because yeah. uh, I usually I never quote my uh, my date of birth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I never take this example. I, you know, find something else, and I had a little hesitation, and boom, it popped in my mind like this. So, yeah, yeah I was that's, just going to say, reason. nothing so is a coincidence. To... So. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so Truly. I have to tell you, your brother is now here for sure. He's attending with us for sure. I feel it. I feel it. Um, yeah, this is wonderful. I mean. <sighs> Here goes, you know, here comes the waterworks. It's been a really emotional time because um, I, I left Los Angeles. It's been like three weeks now. And um, I felt kind of I needed to energetically reset myself. And that's kind of why I left. And as I've gotten more and started the Liberated Healer and working with individuals and, um, you know, it, it just got a little like I was having a hard time cleansing myself more over and over and again. So I knew that to continue on with my healing path, I needed to go to just a different um, energetic area. Mm -hmm. Momentarily, who knows? It could only be for a year or whatever. Um, but uh, I've been really, uh, so Metatron has come to, when I started the Liberated Healer, it kind of came in with a big light and said, this is what you're going to do. You know, and this is why you've been on this path and this is why, you know, suffering and you're going to people need your help. And it, it was very guided and it was very um, Metatron. It was uh, just kept coming in and I'd never actually even really worked with him or knew his knew the collective's name or whatever. So um, uh, Lene and I have been working a lot with that Metatron energy. Yeah, and I wanted to see. Do you have any? And, and I've read a little bit of your book, but do you have any memories about specific angels, or, or uh, could you mention anything about the Metatron and how that's? Because I I believe that's a collective of angels. Oh yeah, he's a very big archangel. He's a uh, you know I'm I'm always uh, talking about angels and archangels to differentiate their level of power. Uh, okay. It's it sounds a little bit weird to talk about hierarchy and level of power talking about angels, but you know the spiritual world is pretty much organized, and if there's a hierarchy, they need there needs to be somebody who uh, guides everybody, which is the God, and uh, of course there's levels, uh, different levels of uh, power. So Metatron uh, is one of the biggest and most powerful archangels. So it's a very important blessing that was given to you by his presence and his support and him being by your side and advising you to follow this path. Mm -hmm. And to me, uh, Metatron, you said uh, he brought his light. And it's very interesting because Metatron is the archangel of light. In the Sephiroth, in the Jewish Sephiroth, he is on top. He's the crown archangel. So he's the most powerful one from the Sephiroth. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So he's, he's, he comes with, a, he's a, the archangel of Keter, which is the crown in the Sephiroth. So, you know, this shows how powerful he is. And he's pretty much in white because angels have colors. And Metatron is white, which is pureness. And mm -hmm. he's really an archangel of light. So that's why he enlightened your path. And how can you guide somebody better than with light and showing the path with a 
lit path, you know, ahead of you. So that's probably why Metatron came to you. That's what I believe. Do you yeah. remember Gina too? When right when we started working together, it was um, literally the first thing that I did with Gina after I asked her to be my mentor was a full moon ceremony. So I went over mm -hmm. to her house and we were doing the full moon ceremony. And she had told me a little bit in advance that uh, she had been working like Metatron had come to her in this reading that she had gotten done recently. And my roommate at the time is was also very psychic. So I went over to Gina's for the full moon ceremony. And my roommate was still here in my apartment. And right as we were starting the moon ceremony and we were calling in Metatron or just, you know, like raising vibrations and just opening ourselves to whatever may come through, my roommate texted me and said that there was a large white winged figure in my room. Yeah. At that very moment. Exactly. So, He's white. He's white. Yeah. So there's no doubt. That was yeah. strong. Absolutely. No Absolutely. Yeah. So confirmation, so. of course. And yes. I have met uh, an angel uh, when I was writing the book uh, who I just tried to look everywhere to find mm. him. But I yeah. couldn't. But the, his name is Zarubiel. Z-A-R-U-B-I-E-L. Zarubiel. Okay. And he came to me, uh, it's uh, just, you know, popped in my mind. And this archangel, he said, I'm the archangel of beauty. And he spread his wings and they were all diamonds <gasps> made of diamonds. Oh, wow. And that was the most amazing thing I saw with Raphael. I'll tell you the story later. Okay. But seeing this archangel coming to me in, in a like a trance you know when you're you're just channeling and mm -hmm. all of a sudden in front of your eyes you see without seeing you mm -hmm. see this extraordinary huge archangel covered with his wings covered in diamonds and oh. shining and reflecting the light that was absolutely incredible and i, I really can tell you from you know my heart i didn't think this was possible and never thought mm. about an angel with a wings covered in diamonds and a archangel of beauty so that was a new archangel coming to me um i saw the face of archangel Raphael, who's always been with me he's a, a one who's guiding me all the all the way um probably he's a, he's the healer so probably he's uh He's by my side because I needed to heal from this very difficult relationship with my mother. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it's something that's very important to feel. You have Metatron, I have Raphael. And I want to tell our audience that if you pray to the angels, whether you feel praying to your guardian angel, your birth angel, and the big archangels who are super powerful, you call upon them and they will always be there some people say you have to talk to god directly but you know i would say talk to god talk to the archangels there is not or or there is plus plus so mm. that's what i always say in the spiritual world it's not your spiritual and you have to let go of abundance or, or thinking about being successful or my thought about this is and i really insist and i want to tell the audience this is that there is no or there is no choice in the spiritual world it's always plus 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 
plus. It's abundance plus spirituality. It's success plus uh, love. It's always you choose love, you choose. No, you don't choose. You take it all. <laughs> That's what I really want to say today because this is my main thought. It's a whole abundance of mm. everything. So that's why, you know, when you call upon yeah. angels, you ask a, anything you need. But sometimes you can ask more because more is good. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Completely agree. I think that um, a lot of times people will get so focused on working with just one being, yes. you know, whoever is presenting themselves at that moment. And that's great. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the other angels or beings that you've worked with in the past are not there anymore. Oh, you know, absolutely. you can always continue to call on them and they're always going to be there. And so I oh, really absolutely. appreciate that you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in, in the book that I have, you talk a lot about um, that there's a, angelic astrology as well. Yes. Oh. Yes. This is quite complex. In the sense that if you need to know according to your birth sign uh, regarding your uh, ascendant, you will have an, an angel that matches also according to your date of birth. And the, your this is the different archangels and the birth angel. Mm -hmm. uh, you will find the in my book, for instance, you have all the, the tablets and uh, the schedule, I can say, uh, yeah. to find your, your archangel or angel that matches your chart. Yeah. Awesome. And, and they're usually the archangels like Uriel um, and um, Michael and Raphael and um, Gabriel. So they're usually the, the higher archangels that are associated with that. Correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And did you have a question, Linnea? Sorry. I was just going to ask, how do you go about finding your, like, how do you discover who your personal guardian angel is? That's a very good question. <laughs> uh, it's not very difficult. It's just a little meditation. So you can okay. start asking, um, angels, please bring me the person who is next to me, you know, come mm -hmm. over. And you, you close your eyes, you take a few deep breaths, and you just make, you, let's say, you picture, visualize a white screen. A white mm -hmm. screen helps not to see anything. So you visualize your white screen, you close your eyes, you take deep breath and a few seconds. So let's do it for real for our audience if you want. So you take a um, deep breath, very deep breath and exhale. Mm. Still your eyes closed. You take another deep breath very deep and exhale you take another deep breath deep 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 hold it hold it hold it hold it and exhale <sighs> keep your eyes closed and relax visualize a white screen a very big white screen. It's white. It's a bright white. Visualize you the white screen. Visualize it. Visualize it. Let go of all your thoughts 
let go, feel relaxed, relax, relax. Visualize the white screen. And now ask in your head, my archangel, my angel is here. Please show yourself, tell me your name. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. Keep... I got mine. Woo! Do... <laughs> <laughs> uh, seraphin. Seraphia? Like a, it sounded like seraphin. Oh wow, that's amazing! So you 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 know you aim big, <laughs> because seraphiel, the name is a seraphim. It's the 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 higher seraphim. And he's Seraphiel. Uh, he is the most powerful archangel. And what is very, with one of the most powerful with Metatron. And what is very interesting is that he's pretty much close to Metatron because both are white and both have lots of light and mm -hmm. their characteristic is light. So oh. you definitely look for the light, Gina, for sure. That is true. That so, is very true. <laughs> so in your work now, you can work with Seraphiel and Metatron. And I trust, trust me, when you work and you uh, do some uh, healing work in the room, you will feel the room is full, full of light, even mm. though it's not super lit or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, Linnea? Linnea, um, did you? This is probably going to sound kind of weird, but a reading that I had recently um, that Gina gifted to me, actually, from someone else. <laughs> I found out that I have a lot of ties to the Yoruba tradition. So it's a little bit different than angels. And the deity being angel that just came through was actually Obatala. So, so perfect. You yeah. know, absolutely great. Because, you know, when we talk about angels, we can also talk about many, many angels in different cultures that yeah. have different names. So we exactly. just don't want to limit the term angel to a, a Christian or specific uh, uh, religion. Uh, for me, an angel is not a religious thing. So mm. it's just, uh, I'm personally, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And uh, I think I love looking at the big picture yeah. And anything that is too narrow bothers me a little bit. That's why this book is about angels from different cultures, from Love India, that. from anywhere in the world. Mm. Uh, in Muslim countries, they have uh, angels. So I think we need to think that when we call upon an angel, an energy and a beautiful spiritual energy comes to us. But this is a free energy that has no ties with any human structure because they mm. come from the spiritual world and therefore have no connection whatsoever with any, uh, you know, ritualistic ties that yeah. are mandatory in some people's minds. So for me, it's freedom. It's, uh, they are free energies and free lights. That's beautiful. 
I love that. I actually, I mean, I was raised in a household that was Christian and I now identify as spiritual rather than, you know, into just one specific religion. And when I hear angels, because I was raised in that tradition, I automatically associate it with Christianity right. and like those angels. Yes. So I, yes. again, I really appreciate that you just said that because I totally feel angelic energy from Obatala, even though it's not definitely not associated with Christianity, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about this. And like I said, you know, in the beginning that they're not, they're not beings, they're just energies, they're yeah. beings of light. So it's, you cannot be a being of light and belong to something very specific in the world of matter. You just come down when somebody calls upon you, whether it's anywhere in the world and with any kind of, of belief, you know, it's, yeah. uh, they're there. Angels are here to help us regardless of who we are, our beliefs, uh, our type of life. Anytime somebody in a jail can call upon an angel and say, well, you know, inspire me, guide me to get out of here, follow, you know, redeem myself. And it's yeah. not necessarily uh, a way you redeem yourself in a religious way. You can redeem yourself in a human way and spiritual way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think they're really, really universal creatures and spirits. Mm -hmm. I don't like to say spirits because spirits some people think what is a spirit compared to an angel so i always say a spirit most of the time is a deceased person who is in the other side could be a ghost could be somebody that comes in but not an angel an angel should not be called a spirit so that's i want to make the difference it's important okay i was um because people are one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because of the, you know the great deal of suffering that people are going through right now. So that's why I always like to kind of ask people in your position, you know, especially dealing with an angel. So if we're really in kind of a manic state of suffering or, or sadness and feeling very um, depleted of any light in our, in our bodily, you know, space or whatever, um, can you give us any kind of maybe even visual or explanation of, so if someone is having that emotion right now, you know, explaining what their guardian angel is doing is, are they kind of just right there nudging them towards the light or is it like a um, energetic embrace is, you know, what is the consistent presence that is there that they can, that maybe you can offer that they might not see or feel right now? Um, that's beautiful what you said, Gina. That's beautiful because lots of people are lost and uh, like you said, depleted. There's many, many reasons to feel bad, to feel sad, to feel uh, under the weather or really, really depressed. So it comes, you know, there's a gamut of feelings in this field. So I would say to our audience and that angels are always around us. The only thing you can do is call upon them and ask them help and guidance because, you know, they let us free. We have free will when we come in the, on this planet. We have the free will. We choose whatever life we want to live. And sometimes uh, ordeals are thrown at us and we don't know how to react. And it's very hard and we lose a loved one or anything can happen. So when things happen, you just need to call your angels and just show how vulnerable you are and show and give them your 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 pain your suffering as an offering you offer your pain to the angel 
and the angel will take it and help you carry it. So I think it's a very big thing to do is not to feel guilty, to feel pain. Pain is okay. Everybody has a right to feel pain. Everybody feels pain in their life. So it's okay. And don't feel guilty to feel pain and give it to the angel. Go for them the pain and they will help you with this pain and they will alleviate the pain and take some of it and more and more. The more you connect to them, the more they're going to take away from you and they're going to replace this pain by light and happiness inside. So it's a kind of, you know, imagine you have two vases and you like the tarot card temperance and you mm. pour you pour in one, you pour in another. You pour in one, you pour in another. Yes. So this is what you're doing. You have a glass, you know, of water, and or you put it in the another glass and another glass and a bigger glass, and and you do like this, and you offer your suffering to the angel and say, please take it. I give it to you. Please help me bring, give me your light in exchange for this pain. And this exchange does work and helps a lot. I can tell you I've experienced it and lots of people do. So I would say that's a good and I way. I love that because if you have nothing, if you're at nowhere, you can do this without anything. Um, exactly. If you want to take it a step further in your book, you talk about creating a little area that's in a favored niche, a favored position in your house that's like kind of the, yes. the most attractive place in your house right and i'm kind of trying to figure my new house where to put this but it's like a little altar and then there's all these different i don't know if you call them recipes but if um because there's an angel for everything especially with your book i mean yeah help you writing help with your profession help you with beauty like you said um relationships i mean it just soulmates i mean it just goes down and down and there's different color candles and um uh, incense or oils or whatever that they like. And you can kind of like, so when you're at the base, nothing, you don't need anything. But if you want to take it up a notch, you know, basically your book is almost like also like a giant recipe book to how to connect further and deeper with those angels. And I, do you have anything else you can add about that? Because I think yeah. that's another level up. You're feeling yeah, this is how I want to strengthen my communication with Metatron or um, I want to find my soulmate. That's, I have a friend that I was helping her, re trying to find her soulmate through your book guidance. You know, um, what what angel is that? Ariel or? Anael for the soulmate. Anael is the best one. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I want to add something. Just, uh, you know, stories will show how things work. Um, of course, <clears throat> in my book, all the, <clears throat> sorry, the rituals, and all the um, uh, meditations are uh, channeled. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's uh, the angels themselves who inspired me to write all these uh, rituals and meditations because, you know, it creates a connection away from the bustling wor world we live in. And we need this peace. And oh, we're not the first ones to do this because the Romans had a little altar for the gods of the house. So they, I don't know in English how you say this, but in France, they were called les dieux l'art, which means they were the, the gods of the house. 
And the Romans had their little altar in a side of their, you know, in a place, a nice place uh, in their house. So it's a very nice thing to do, uh, especially if you go through something difficult, suffering, or if you uh, have something you really want, uh, find a soulmate, abundance, anything mm. you need, a new job, you can create this uh, uh, altar and you can also perform rituals. Uh, and using the proper candles, the proper incense, the proper prayer is making things easier for the angel, the right angel to come to you because mm -hmm. they recognize, oh, they're calling me. It's my candle, but it's me. <laughs> and I'll tell you a little anecdote. So I was um, in, uh, in, in France and I was, uh, at that time, I had a very uh, difficult financial situation. I had to sell my house. I had to uh, move. It was really painful. I loved my house. It was very hard. So, and I needed a car because I, I had to sell my car. So I needed a car. And I told my children, well, you, you come with me. The, <laughs> we are going to perform a ritual uh, for a Archangel Tzadkiel, who is the Archangel of Abundance, who gives uh, really uh, help and helps in this situation. So I performed the ritual with them. And it was in November. <clears throat> and three weeks later, uh, in, in France, it takes uh, two or three months to sell a house. So I still was in the house. And three weeks later, uh, my children said, oh, uh, mom, can we go? You have an American Express uh, um, uh, fair or whatever it was. And uh, there was a lottery and they put uh, a ticket in the lottery in this place. And one month and a half later, I received a phone call on my cell phone. And it's a woman who said, oh, uh, you have uh, won a car. And I said, this is a joke. I don't like bad jokes. It's a very bad joke. And that was three days before Christmas. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a really nasty joke. And then I figured out it was not a joke because I want a car. <laughs> and this car helped me for the move because that was so helpful. And I had wow. to sell my car. So and it's 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 happened so you know things happen and it just let me tell you something like a secret <laughs> if you want to be successful with the angels there's one thing that matters the most above everything it's your intention and your belief this is the main thing if you perform a ritual and you think well hopefully it works it's not going to work if you call upon an angel, hopefully he comes. No, you have to be fully involved in what you're yes. doing and have faith in what you do. You know, same thing in life. You need to be involved in life. You need, when you're working, uh, I, I'm writing a book right now, a novel. When you're writing a novel, you have to be fully involved in your novel. If you're not, you cannot be distracted and think of something else when you're writing. When you are working on a computer, whatever you do, a scientist, a doctor, you, whatever you do, if you're mowing your lawn, you cannot be distracted. It's dangerous what you're manipulating. You know, it has blades and uh, you can, hurt, I don't know, hit anything, uh, an, uh, an animal. Or my father, when I was a little, he told me that he sliced a, a snake, which is awful. So um, these things happen. <laughs> these things happen. So you need to be aware, careful, and have intention to doing things the right way. So Absolutely. that's all I want to tell you. When you perform a ritual, believe, 
believe, trust, and have faith that it's going to work. And yes. don't doubt. So that's the main thing. Whatever you do in life, don't doubt. When you go to work, don't doubt that you're good at it. You're good enough. You're good at it. You're excellent. You will nail it. You have to think this way. And if you start thinking this way, working with angels makes miracles. It yeah. does. It does. It really does. It's about you. So now I would say angels are responsible for our uh, well wellness, for everything they give us. But we are responsible for what the way we connect to them. This is our responsibility. Because I heard people tell me, well, yes, I did this, I did that. I, but, but they don't. Because in, in depth, they are not fully into the ritual, fully into the belief that there are these beautiful spiritual beings around us that just want to help us, but we have to be fully, fully involved. And with the full intuition, that's mm. my really advice. And it's, it's a, the real thing. Yes. <laughs> well, completely I completely agree. I can't wait to dive in and, and do a little more work. And, you know, it's such a, it just, it feels so great to just know that there's all these beautiful you know, energies that are supporting us uh, on our journey. And, you know, that, you know, it's so wonderful that you got to realize your gift as well and share it with the world. And at this time, people need this so much, you know, and, um, but they do have to participate. There is work involved. Yes. In it. It's that's yes. about the whole liberated healer that we, we started was because we want to offer tools and guidance and different modalities that might speak to that individual, but they have to do the work, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, you know, recently I started getting some clients that were like very much of the, well, you kind of go and do give me a healing. And then they didn't really want to participate. And I was able to say, you know, maybe I'm not your person right now. You know what I mean? And that was hard for me to do as a person who wants to help and heal people mm -hmm. but I'm not here to just go and take away your things and just magically take them away. If you're yeah. not invested into the result. Yeah, exactly. You're a participant and we're here to help guide it. Then yes. um, that's what we're looking for here is by helping to all of us, you know, in this conversation right now, we have invited angels into this conversation. Everybody who happens to be listening to this, this right now is a part of the, this. There's no timeline because oh, if you're absolutely. like, we're, we're, we're recording this right now. And you listen to this 10 years from now, you're still getting healing out of this because there's a vibration that you're, you have to elevate exactly. to even hear it. That just, yeah, exactly. I just wanted to add something to help. Uh, our audience understand uh, how important it is to participate is that you know babies they come you know when they were born they just do nothing they just sleep and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, drink milk that's all they do but what happens is that when they start for instance they start walking you can help them walk but they make the effort to get on their legs and to start mm. walking you cannot walk for them they have to learn how to walk and it's the same thing with the spiritual world. We are this in the same position as a child learning how to walk. We need to get on our legs. We need to start finding strengths to connect. And then 
everything opens. It's fantastic, honestly, it is. And I kind of wanted to transition in while we're going to wrap up here soon, just for people who have passed are, are getting, maybe they're in hospice or they're, they, they're battling with um, close to the end of their life or that they're somebody in their family is end of their life. Um, is there any kind of guidance that you have about what the what their guardian angel does in those situations at the end of the end of the life? And kind of is there any supportive element that can help people feel some comfort um, with their loved ones um, with angels? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I would say uh, in this case, you can ask any archangel angel to come because mm -hmm. they were all willing to help in this situation because this is a very important transition to go from this life to another one and any anyone you feel like calling so you can choose the angel you want and then once you call upon the angel you very important that you have a physical connection uh, with the person who's pass, going to pass away uh, you hold their hands you know you caress their face you hold them because you are going to transmute your energy from to them so you are going to pass it on to them so you know hold them very tight you know whatever you do the, the physical connection is essential and if you are in this situation yourself you just let go of your fear because you need to trust 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 and have faith that you're not leaving this planet forever you mm. will be either light or come back whatever it's another life ahead of you so trust that it's it's happening it's happening i have many examples i have so many stories and if you want a last story to tell you about this my daughter-in-law when i told you she uh, her mom passed away and she uh she was russian and she has uh an icon uh, in her church that I was very attracted to. Her name is Marie, like my name, Marie of Egypt. And I'm, you know, an Egyptologist in another life, but uh, just, I was so attracted to this icon mm -hmm. and I went to this icon and I prayed to this saint. She's a saint. Uh, so you can pray saint as well as angels, of course. So I went to her and I said, please help my daughter-in-law to connect to her mom from where she is now because she needs this she's very sad and she needs it and three days later my daughter-in-law said oh you know what it's amazing my mom came to me during the night she sat on the bed and she said i'm very happy where oh. i am now you can feel well you're it's fantastic where i am i'm happy i'm young and beautiful and i'm with you all the time and i'm protecting you believe me i'm so happy where i am my daughter-in-law was transformed and i was so thankful you know i'm grateful to this saint who did this for me and for her that was incredible and the the other stories that later on my son and uh, his wife they were uh needed to move to another place and they asked because they have a smaller budget than what they needed so it was at some point something incredible happened my uh my daughter-in-law she called upon her mom and she said mom help me now i need your help and you know she was an angel lady she loved angels and she was very spiritual and she she, she said please help us and they found the apartment they wanted that was a 24-hour discount my son clicked on the internet to get it and he got it and now everybody says what you got this apartment for this price i can't believe it 
So it's about experiences and stories because it happens. It does happen. Yeah. Uh, if somebody is spiritual but doesn't tell you stories that they're experienced, it's not really tangible. But this spiritual world is tangible. So if anything happens and really think anything is possible and the other world is always with us and the disease that we love are with us all the time and they're either they have another life in this life or they have another life on the other side and mm. uh, i won't tell you something that i happened to see it happened to me i had the chance to see it's just in meditation i saw souls in the ether and they were in a in a very golden ether bubble and it's uh, it was really very bright and gold and each soul was flying around like a shape of almond and they were flying like this very supple movement and very flexible very nice and they were and inside all of them had a light and the light was different from the the, the different shapes and they were very very bright light that were going upwards and the other ones, they're floating. They're pretty much those who had, you know, probably more things to learn and probably will come back. And the other ones were floating towards the bigger light. So mm. that was a vision of soul. It can be a vision. It can be the truth. I don't know. But it's my perception that on the other side, we, we grow as well. That's mm. the purpose of life because life never ends. Absolutely. So I, I, I never say uh, um, uh, life after death. I always say love, life after life. That's yeah. I And yeah. are there any angels that have an animal form, or are they mostly all human-looking? I don't. I would say I don't know, <laughs> because personally, I have never experienced. An animal angel, although the animals are our angels, in the sense that we say, oh, you're so so sweet, so wonderful. So you want to call them angel. Maybe they are, but I have no experience and no knowledge in this field. So okay. I would I'm say just, it. Just seeing like a big bear with some wings. I thought that might be interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marie. Um, can you um Marianne, can you just tell us where we can find your book and the name of the type the book again? Put that up for a second. Yeah, sure. I can show it to you here. Okay. So it's called Angels, the Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. And you can find it on Amazon. Very simple. Thank you so much, Marianne. It was a pleasure to meet you finally uh, after picking up your book in 2009 and keeping it <laughs> on my bedside table. And when you agreed to come on today, uh, you know, I've, I'm actually was very nervous today, by the way. And um, I just, you know, this has meant so much to me today that you showed up for us. And especially on our first video, um, you know, working through all the technical difficulties and stuff like that. But it just means a lot to me today and with this transition and <sighs> your blessing into this world and you know, we're just sending a big hug out and to everybody who might need it today and, oh, absolutely. you know, call upon the angels. And we hope that this inspired people, you know, one way or another, if they needed it today to, you know, recognize that they're not alone and men, you know, we just feel alone a lot in the, in the, what's been happening in the world. And it just starts to, as we start to separate from each other, we need to try to find ways to come back. And so absolutely. 
appreciate your time because um, it's so valuable. So this hour has been amazing. And yes. We're really grateful. So it was a pleasure. And I just tell you, I have goosebumps right now. Uh, <laughs> and I have a connection with Raphael. I told you he's my archangel. Mm -hmm. So he's coming right now. And there's a little insect around. So it's, it's a you know very interesting sign. So he's, he's here with us. And anybody in the audience who needs healing and peace, uh, he is sending you a lot of healing, a lot of peace, a lot of light. And he is ready to work for anybody who wants to work with him. So oh. I just thank you so much, Dina. And thank you, Lena. Thank you, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so great. much. It was yes. great. Thank you. I, I know this episode raised yes, this episode raised my vibration already. Wonderful. Just being Wonderful. here with all of you. Yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Good. <laughs> Don't go to theliberatedhealer.com if you need any assistance and want to send me a note, Gina at theliberatedhealer.com. Yep. And you can also find us on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast. There and I go. think that's going to wrap it up for us today, guys. Bye Thank for you now. For joining. Bye Thank for you now. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Podcast.